Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo, and I got a lot of cool stuff to get into. In fact, I got some things to tell you about what's happening with me. But before I even get into the information and the concepts and the just the really fun stuff I'm going to talk to you about today, perfection is amazing. I mean, I love talking about it. It's, it's one of those primary principles. But before getting into that, brothers, I want to thank you. I want to thank all of you that reached out to me to tell me about the podcast episode on the third pillar of indomitable self-confidence. As you know, and I don't actually, I don't know if you know, if you don't know, you're about to find out. I don't listen to my podcast. I don't listen to my own podcast. I'm not one of those guys that records my episodes, listens to them a bunch of times, rewrites them, re-edits them, re-records them, redoes all these things, sends them off. And then once it's uploaded to the podcast waves or wherever these things go, I listen to my own episode once it's been mastered. I don't do that. I record and then I send it to my editing team and that's it. That's as far as I go with it. So if you didn't know that already, that's how I do these things. I just hit record. I talk to you guys about the concept. I send it, you know, I send it an email and that's it. But I have been told by so many of you, so many of you through email, through text message, through, you know, Instagram, direct messages, every like that. I've been, so many of you have come out and I love that. And so many of you in the audience that are, you know, not just paying attention to the episodes, but reaching out to me to tell me that episode 145, the third pillar of indomitable self-confidence is exactly the same as episode 144, the second pillar of indomitable self-confidence. So I just want to send you guys a very quick message to say thank you and to tell you that I have sent a message to my podcast editing team and they are looking into getting that issue resolved so that the episode on the third pillar of indomitable self-confidence will be the actual third pillar and not just a repeat or re-recording of the second pillar. I just appreciate all of you for giving me that heads up. But I also want to tell you very briefly that I travel a lot. I think most of you know this, you know, the International Man of Mystery and so on. And I've just returned back from the US. I was living in Mexico for oh, about five, six months. And I came into Florida and I've been driving from Florida to Oregon this past week. Later on this year, I'm heading to Ecuador, I'm heading to Peru, and I'm actually going to end up on the other side of the Atlantic over in Africa as well. But on my drive from Florida to Oregon and where I'm actually at now recording this podcast episode, my car broke down. I don't know what happened. It's being fixed right now. But essentially, it's like this, brothers. Like I was driving, and as I was driving through New Mexico, right before I get to Arizona, you know, I'm on the I-40, right before I get to Arizona, the car just blows like it just blows out it stops like there's nothing i can do it's it's done it's dead and so i pulled over obviously and get it towed and now i'm here in a very very small town i'm not even sure what the town is it's very very small but the car is being worked on the car is being fixed and it's one of the things that i wanted to bring up just kind of wanted to let you guys know about because it's going to play into this podcast episode i'm going to use it to help 
explain the concept of perfection because a lot of times when we set plans, when humans set plans to things, when we have expectations of things, when we say like, I'm going to drive from Florida, Oregon, it's going to take me this much time and I'm going to be here on this day and there on that day and it's going to be the way it is. We have this plan. We try to set it in motion. And if it doesn't come out that way, we think something's gone wrong. We all of a sudden, we think that something happened that shouldn't have happened. And that is the biggest misconception of the human experience. So I wanted to briefly mention that to you because you're going to hear it again in the podcast. But I also want to remind you, brothers, that we're getting into July. Actually, it is July. By the time this comes out, it will be July. And in July, in the Academy, we focus on the past. We focus on how the past may appear to be affecting you today, even though it's not, right? The past is never affecting you today. Only your thoughts about the past are what are affecting you today. And how you can use the training at the Academy to live in the moment and leave the past behind you. So a part of that training is rewriting the past. And some of that includes what I'm going to talk to you about today, what I'm going to introduce you to today in this podcast episode about everything being perfect. But before going into perfection of everything, I just want to very quickly remind you that everything is a story. Remember from last week, brothers, everything is a story. We live in a story. Our world, as we experience it, is a story we tell ourselves. It's a story we tell ourselves personally, right? It's a story we tell ourselves about ourselves, our lives, the people in it. It's a story we tell ourselves about our communities, about our jobs, about ourselves, who we are, what we do, about other people, who they are, what they do. But there's also the communal story, right? There's the story that we all agree to, which kind of creates this idea of the world. But everything is a story. We're making it up as we go along. And I don't think I have to reach too deeply for you guys to see that that story is changing. It's always changing. It wasn't that long ago. Remember, it wasn't that long ago that the entire species thought the world was flat, thought the earth was flat. Now there's just a small group of people that think the earth is flat. Most of us think the earth is round, but it used to be that that was common knowledge. The earth is flat. Everybody thought it. And then we changed the story. It used to be that the earth was a center of the universe. Then we changed the story. And there's so many things like that. It used to be that fats, right? Nutritional fat was bad for you. Remember, I used to be a fitness coach. So I used to work with human beings. I used to work with people on nutrition. And I remember the transition from fat being bad for you to fat being good for you. It was so fascinating because people would avoid fat and they'd eat these high carb diets thinking they were being healthy by avoiding this fat. And then the story changed. And then all of a sudden fat was good for you. And we want to eat fat. We want to eat protein. We want to have a lower carb diet because it was actually carbohydrates that were creating problems in our health and wellness. And it's so fascinating that just a simple change in the story will change how we view the world. But that was last week. And the reason why I bring that up is because I want to remind you that everything as we know it is a story. And everything as we know it is perfect. And I'm going to get into that now. Because here's the thing. This idea, everything being a story, yeah, a lot of humans can get on board with that. Everything being perfect, now there's some resistance. Now there's some, well, hold on a second, coach. How can things be perfect when so much badness, when so much wrongness, when so much negativity is happening in the world? And here's the thing. The first thing I'm going to do is to define perfection. I'm going to define perfect for you because that's where the big misunderstanding comes from. You see, there's a definition of perfect that means conforming absolutely to the description or definition of an ideal type. And this is a definition that's only 
existing in our brain. It's only existing in our mind. Because if I give you an example of, say, a perfect apple, you have an idea on what that looks like. You have an idea that conforms absolutely to the description or definition of an ideal type that's in your mind. You, you view this apple. You have this, this concept of it in your brain. Remember those old books we had when we were first learning how to do the alphabet? It was like A is for apple. Or we were in preschool and kindergarten when we had these you know, pictures on the wall that says A, apple, right? We're starting to associate. And you see this picture of this apple and it's red and it's round. And it's got a little stem on it with a little green leaf. And you're like, dang, that's an apple. That's a perfect apple. Brothers, I have never seen an apple like that. I have never seen an apple, not at a produce stand, not at a grocery store, that was that is as red or has a little stem or with a little leaf. I've never seen one that looked like those A is for apple pictures that we see because the ideal apple, the perfect apple, does not exist anywhere except for in the mind. You see, every apple is perfect, but we have this idea of a perfect apple. How about a perfect life? If I were to say to you, what is the perfect life? You may give me a conforming absolutely to this description or definition, right? Like you have this idea. But if I asked another person, their answer may be very, very different than yours. And it's so important for you to understand that because if I ask a hundred different people what a perfect life looks like, I'm going to get a hundred different answers because the idea of perfect life, just like perfect apple, every single life is perfect. Your life is perfect. My life is perfect. All lives are perfect, but we have this idea on what a perfect life must be. Remember, go back to the apple. We have this idea of a perfect apple. We saw it in preschool. It's like A is for apple, perfect apple. We go to the produce stand. We don't find this apple. Does that mean that all of these apples are imperfect? Does that mean that we're not going to eat any of these apples that we don't want them, that we have nothing to do with them, that they're not going to, we're not going to buy them and take them home and create a, create an apple pie out of them? Of course not. We're going to use them. We're going to buy them. We're going to have them. We're going to eat them because they're perfect. Every single one of the apples is perfect. And that's the same as a perfect life, because the ideal is only in the mind. Now, there's another definition, brothers. There's another definition of perfect. And that definition is excellent or complete beyond practical or theoretical improvement. So it is a totality. This definition of perfection is a totality. It means that nothing is missing. Everything exists in a state of purpose or wholeness, and it is always in flux. It's always moving from one position in space and time to another. And with this definition, what where we get is nothing is ever going wrong. Everything happens exactly as it's meant to happen. There can be resistance to this. Just me saying this, you may be listening on the other side of this podcast, the other side of this recording and say, well, I had something going wrong for me this morning, right? I poured my cup of coffee and it overflowed, overflowed. like it's, I spilled my coffee or my alarm didn't go off or my favorite shirt wasn't clean. So I had to pick something else out to wear, or I ran out of dental floss and I had to go to the store to get some more. Like there's so many things that are going wrong in my morning alone. I, I got into the car and I ended up in traffic, like so much things. There's an, there's an accident on the road. So now I'm in traffic and this is going wrong. Our brain wants to say it's going wrong. And what I'm offering you with the definition of perfection is that every moment, every moment, 
of our life, every moment of time as it's experienced through the now is excellent or complete beyond practical or theoretical improvement. Now, we don't know why. I want to say this. We don't know why it's perfect. We can't know why. The totality is unknown and unknowable to us. We don't know why it's perfect. We don't know why that it cannot be improved on. We don't know why it's total. Our brain cannot put those pieces together. Our brain wants to judge. Our brain wants to subjectify. It wants to say good or bad, right or wrong. Like something's gone wrong or everything's gone right. Like it's gone according to plan, right? Like me driving from Florida to Oregon in this amount of days, it's gone according to plan or it's gone incredibly wrong. My car blew out the engine or I don't even know. I think it's a, I think, it, I don't think it's that bad. I think it's going to be fixed in a few days. But the point is that it's something that's not expected. It's something that's gone wrong. It's something that shouldn't have happened. And we don't know why that is. We don't know why. I don't know why my car blew out. And I'm sure there's a causal effect to it. But in terms of me not getting to Oregon in the time that I'm looking to get there, I don't know why that it's perfect for me to get there when I get there, when my brain has been telling me I should get there at this time. And since I'm not getting there at this time or on this day, something's gone wrong. I'll get there late. I'll be there later. But it's perfect. When I get there is perfect. And we don't understand why that is. All we can be certain about is that life, our life, your life, our lives, as it unfolds, as the time moves forward from the future into the present and behind us into the past, all we can be certain about is that life as it unfolds, as it shifts from one position to the next, is complete beyond improvement. You cannot improve upon the now. Right now, this moment is complete. It's whole. It's an aggregate of everything at once. And understand, brothers, when I say now, when I'm, not, when I'm talking about the present moment, I'm not talking about a passing of time. I'm not talking about the now from here to here. That is a passing of time. That means that I'm looking at a section of time space, that there's change in there. There's flux in there. When I'm talking about the now, when I'm talking about the moment is more of a snapshot. It's more of a photograph than a video. It's more of an, like an exact moment. And in that exact moment, everything is complete. Everything is whole. Everything is all things at once. Now, just because everything is perfect and nothing is going wrong, it doesn't mean that you don't want the experience to be something different. I know this sounds like a paradox. You may be saying, well, hold on a second, coach. You're telling me that things are perfect and I can want something different? Absolutely. It's not a paradox. I know it sounds like a paradox. It's not a paradox because when I first introduce this concept, that's the resistance that I get. The resistance that I get is where people say, well, if you're telling me that if, every, if everything is perfect, then that means I should just accept everything as it is and I shouldn't want to have to change anything. That in some way, perfection is defined as everything is good or everything is right or everything is flawless. What I'm saying is that everything is as it's meant to be. And the resistance is, is in there. The resistance is, well, how can it be meant to be when it's not the way I want it to be, when it's not the way I expect it to be? And how can it be the way it's meant to be when it's not what I want, when it's not experience that I want to have. And so here's what I wanted to offer you, brothers, is I'm not talking about agreeing with what's happening. I'm not saying that you should just agree with it and saying, yes, this is what I want because it's perfect and it's great and everything's wonderful and it's positive. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you don't need to agree with what is happening. 
It's about accepting what is happening as what is happening and working with it as it's being offered to you in perfection rather than pushing against it through resistance. Now, I'll give you a very quick example. One could be the podcast. As you guys know, the podcast, Podcast 145, it did not come out as the third pillar of indomitable self-confidence. It came out as the second pillar because it was a repeat of episode 144. So I could say, well, this is what is, and I should just accept it. I shouldn't do anything about it. It's perfect. It's meant to be that way. One forty Episode 145 was always meant to be a repeat of the second pillar of indomitable self-confidence because it is. That's what happened. So it's perfect, and I should just accept it, and I should agree with it, and I should move on with it. That's not what I'm saying, brothers. What I'm saying is, yes, it's perfect that episode 145 ended up being a repeat of episode 144. That episode 145 was supposed to come out as a second pillar of indomitable self-confidence. I don't know why, as I said earlier in the episode, I don't know why it's perfect, but I know it is perfect. Maybe it's perfect for a lot of different reasons. If I were to just resist it and say, this is wrong, this shouldn't have happened, and I get upset and I get angry and I call my podcast team and I tell them they're just a bunch of hacks and, you know, banana jugglers and they don't know what they're doing and all these, you know, whatever. It's like, look, it happened. It's here. It happened for a reason. Maybe it happened so that I could find out that all of you guys that listen to the podcast are sitting on your computer, sending me emails like, hey, coach, like check this out. You guys think you should know. I don't know why. I don't know why it happened, but I'm not resisting it. I'm not upset. I'm not making it mean something that something's gone wrong. It simply is. It happened. And I can make changes to it. That's the power that we have as humans. We can affect our future. The car issues are the same, but I'm not going to get into it for sake of time. I want to continue moving on with some of the other concepts here. And I want to reintroduce the universal truth because... I want to re- remind you guys, I know it's been a while since we talked about the universal truth. We've talked about the model of alignment, the circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. But for this episode, I want to briefly introduce this because perfection exists in all five components of the universal truth. The circumstances are perfect. Thoughts are perfect. Feelings are perfect. Actions are perfect. And results are perfect. And I generally talk about perfection in the circumstance the action, and the result line. But I want you guys to know that even your thoughts, even the sentences in your head are perfect. And your feelings are definitely perfect, which I'm going to talk about in another podcast episode. But all circumstances, all actions, and all results are neutral aspects of the universal truth. Feelings, actions, and results can be the most difficult to view as perfect because of the self-deprecating nature of the mind. Circumstances are triggers. You guys know circumstances are, for one, circumstances are our past. So our past being a circumstance, our present being a circumstance, other people being circumstances. Of course, this is something that we're going to get into in July in the academy. So most people get it. Like they say, okay, I get it. Circumstances are neutral. They're coming from our environment. They're triggering and they can be used as confirmation bias for our belief systems. I'm on board, coach. I get it. However, where I feel the resistance from or where I get the resistance from from students is when it comes to the feelings, actions, and results of the universal truth because the feelings, actions, and results of the universal truth or of the model of alignment are movements and energies emerging from the self in form 
and therefore can be more difficult to be understood as neutral and perfect. Now, the reason perfection is misunderstood or unseen by humans is due to the fractions of time that we experience. I want you to understand this is a concept that I will reintroduce over the next couple of podcast episodes. I mentioned it very early on in this podcast episode, but I'm going to say it again because the reason why we miss perfection, the reason why we don't see it, we don't understand it, is because we never get the totality of the whole, and this is the illusion that births misunderstanding and suffering. You see, we look at fractions of time. We look at fractions of time and we say, this is good or this is bad. If I take a 10-minute segment of time, then whatever the events are in that 10-minute segment, I use my mind, my brain, to judge, to say, well, this is good based on this past, this memory, or this is bad based on this expectation or this desire, right? This plan that I had. So we use our mind in comparison. We use the the mind to compare the present moment to either the past or the future. And when we do this, we take a fraction of time and we say, based on our memory, based on our past or based on our imagination, based on our expectation of the future, this segment of time, the events that occurred here are good or bad. Now, if I take that segment of time and I reduce it to a shorter amount of time, if I take that 10 minutes and I reduce it to five, then I've got the same events in there. I have the same things happening, but I may change my mind around whether those five minutes are good or bad. If I take that 10 minutes and I expand them to 20 minutes, I may also change my mind. I may also say that, oh, now that I have more time to judge, more time to use my brain to subjectify, now I can see that based on the first 10 minutes, I may have said that this is bad. What occurred in this first 10 minutes is bad, but the next 10 minutes proved that the first 10 minutes were actually necessary so that in the second 10 minutes, in the totality of 20 minutes, we could get to what now I'm now subjectifying as a positive outcome. Now I would call it good. Do you see it? Do you see how time plays such a big role in our misunderstanding of what is perfect? If I just take a snapshot, if I just take a snapshot of the moment with no time involved, there's no time, there's no seconds, no minutes, no hours. It's just right now, right here, right now, we have perfection. But the moment I add a second, the moment I add a minute, now I have time where I can see movement, where I can see an event occur. And in that event, I use my mind to subjectively judge it based on my past or my future, basically based on my conditioning and the way I see the world. Now, I'm not going to get into time in the aspect of there being only the now, right? Only the present moment and everything else is a fabrication of the mind, which is, you know, when I say fabrication of the mind, brothers, understand that. The past and the future is simply a projection of your imagination or subjective memory. That's all it is. The future is a projection of your imagination, whether that's expectation or whatever. The past is a projection of your subjective memory. Your memory isn't even to be trusted because your memory is subjective based on the events, the fractions of of experiences that you had at that time. The past is actually just as perfect as the present. But we subjectify the past and then we say that the past, this should or shouldn't have occurred the same way we do with the present. But I don't want to get into time so much because that doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter so much in this episode. 
Instead, I'm going to focus more on the truth of perfection because what we're really talking about, the past that was the present because it happened, or whether we're talking about the future that will be the present when it's happening, what's important is that you understand the concept that every present moment that unfolds in front of us is like a beautiful phantasmagoria of perfection. Suffering is created through resistance. The resistance to what is happening or resistance to the present moment. You know, think about my car issues, for example. How could I have suffered with resistance? What could I have done there? My car blows up and all of a sudden I'm thinking, whoa, my car has stopped running. I'm I don't know what happened. I'm not a mechanic. I don't have any tools. Like, what am I going to do? I'm going to pull over the side of the road, call a tow truck. Oh, this is a horrible thing. I'm so angry. I'm so upset. I'm never going to make it to Oregon. I've got all these stories running in my brain, all these stories running in my brain about how this is horrible. Something's gone wrong. This shouldn't be like this out of my plan, my expectations and, oh, it's wrong. It's bad. It's all these horrible things. Same thing with the podcast, right? But that's only because, and again, it's only because I've taken a section of time say from the time that I was driving right before my car stopped, right before my car blew up to say 30 minutes after it did, where I've pulled over, I've assessed damages. I'm kind of like recognizing now that I need to call a tow truck, that the car's not going to start again. I'm not going to get it running. I'm probably not going to make it to my next destination in time. I'm going to need to get this car fixed and who knows when it's going to be fixed. So I've got this, now I've got this section of time where I'm judging it. You see, I'm judging it. I'm judging it hard. I'm judging it into the future and my expectations about how this shouldn't be and it's wrong and it's bad and it's something's gone wrong and I'm never going to make it in my future. My plans, my expectations are all messed up. I'm out there on the freeway going bananas. I'm out there on I-40 going crazy. But I didn't. You see, brothers, I didn't suffer because I didn't resist because I wasn't sitting there in the car telling myself a story about this shouldn't be happening. I wasn't doing that. I was simply in the moment with what was happening. This is what's happening. This is my car is not running. I am not going to make it. Like here I am. Maybe I will make it. Maybe I won't make it. But right here, right now, my car is not running. What happens next? What happens next? What happens next? Is it out of my expectation? Absolutely. I had not expected my car to blow up on the on the interstate and for me to pull over and for me to get my phone and Google up, uh, you know, tow trucks and find a guy to come out and hitch her up and take her to the shop. And, you know, it's just not expected. But this is what I do in that moment because this is what's happening in that moment. We are given the present. The present is a gift. It is unfolding for us. And again, I want to offer that we don't know why. I don't know why my car blew up, but it did. It happened because it did. And we know that it all happens because it's meant to happen. Now, some people say it happened for a reason, and you almost heard that come out of my mouth as well. Of course it happened for a reason. And the reason is also unknown to us. The reason may be as grand as something that happens 20 years from now, or it may be as minor as what happens next. It happened because I was supposed to take my phone out and call a tow company. Or it happened because 10 miles up the road, there's a an 18-wheeler that's about to go off the road and cause an explosion that I would have been in if I if my car hadn't blown up, right? Like it saved my life. Who knows? Like I don't know. We don't know. We don't know why things happen the way they happen. We just know that they do. And because they do, they're supposed to. And because they're supposed to, we only suffer when we resist it. Remember, the circumstances are out of our control. The present moment is out of our control. It is happening for us. 
but is also that perfection in that it is excellent or complete beyond practical or theoretical improvement. There is nothing that I can improve upon in this moment. And again, you may be listening to this podcast like, well, hold on a second, coach. You can improve because you could improve by having the episode 145 actually been the third pillar of indomitable self-confidence instead of episode 144 repeated. You could have had a practical or theoretical improvement in your life by not having your car blown up, by having your car make it all the way to Oregon. And I would disagree with you. I would say that this is not an improvement because the improvement is cognitive. The improvement is your thought about the circumstance. The improvement comes down to this shouldn't be, it can be better. And I'm saying that perfection is that there is nothing better. Excellence and completeness beyond practical or theoretical improvement. The now, the present, the moment is perfect. We can't get any better than this. Only in our brain, only in our mind, do we say that the now isn't good enough. Now, again, we may want to improve in our future, and we can do that. We can make improvements into the future. But whatever's happening now, who, whatever we are now, whatever we're doing now, whatever other people are saying now, whatever's happening now is perfect. Understand that all suffering springs forth from the mind projecting itself away from the moment. When you are locked in the present moment, existing in the now, there is no suffering. If I project my mind into the future, then I begin to see problems with the moment. Right? There is going to be a thought that the future will be better, like a fixed car, and all the podcast episodes available to my brothers. Right? I project my mind to the future. I'm like, yeah, my future, the car will be fixed, and all my and all the podcast episodes will be available to you guys. But it's not happening now. Right now, my car is not fixed. It's not working. And I've got an episode that is a repeat of another episode. So things are wrong. Things are bad. But that's just my mind. That's just my mind subjectifying and projecting it out of the future about the way it's telling me that things should be. The way things should be are the way they are. The other issue is that there is a thought that the now shouldn't be this way and there is a resistance to the present, right? The now isn't good enough. It's got to be better. It's got to be different. It's got to be improved upon. Brothers, when you begin to understand the nature of reality, you will see the perfection in all things. You'll stop seeing things through your mind and seeing things for as they are. Remember, one of the alpha male tenets is that we don't see the world the way it is. We see the world the way we are because we're constantly looking at it through our subjective brain. The perfection of the whole is equal to the perfection of the now. The flaw in our awareness of this perfection is a subjectivity around judged events occurring in arbitrary chunks of time. And that's what I want to leave you with today. All right, brothers, the next couple episodes will continue this introduction of concepts around wholeness being the nature of reality. And before I sign off, thank you again to all the brothers that reached out to me about the third pillar of Indomitable Self-Confidence podcast. That will be changed hopefully shortly. I, I'll let you know when I know, but you will know because you'll be there. You'll be listening to it and, and my podcast editing team will notify me when that is complete. I will see you all next week when we get into more of the concepts around the totality of the human experience. And until then, my friend, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. 
If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.